Welcome to the Value Investor TV podcast. This is the podcast that helps you grow your wealth and become financially independent. My name is Becco and my partner, Hari. Hello. Man, Hari, this is fourth episode in a row you've been wearing that shirt. I know. I just sit here <laughs> waiting for Becco uh, to come, you know, so that we oh, can record. I literally do nothing else, so. But I do love White Castle. Um you know, there White you Castle, if you want to sponsor us, you are welcome to uh, to yes. do this. You can That's even, where I was going. You can even pay me in burgers if you want. Uh, yeah, yeah. By the way, is there any White Castle in Houston? No, no. They, I think they're all in the Northeast, so please don't ship yeah. them to me in payment. <laughs> <laughs> you can get them at the grocery store. Uh, oh, but, yeah. Frozen ones, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. In the second episode of Medifast, we will talk about uh, the interesting part, the financials, the management, the valuation. So um, if you like to have access to our checklist, again, we go through a checklist to analyze every company that we go through. We go through a checklist. So if you like access to that, email us at info at valueinvestor.org. As well as, uh, as well as, you know the drill, guys. Um, Slack channel, uh, checklist, and if you want to, uh, if you want us to analyze a company, again, info at valueinvestor.org. All right. Hari? So let's get to it. Um, Actually, I'll give you the disclaimer real quick. Um, This is the Value Investor TV podcast. We are a podcast that helps you understand the concepts behind value investing. We are not financial advisors. We don't know your specific financial situation. So please consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment decisions. Okay, Um, so we had talked about Metafast as a company that had a strong brand um, and some switching costs uh, that kind of kept them afloat. Um, They had a durable competitive advantage and a long runway for growth based on the fact that they're in the uh, weight weight loss management um, thing um, that which is a double-edged sword because that that could create some scrutiny from you know uh, groups uh, you know and we've said that they kind of compete with um, you know Herbalife you know who was a uh, kind of targeted for a while for um, by some value investors who you know thought they were a fraud um, but we kind of went through some of the reasons why they were different um, and you know, so if you'd like to learn more about it, uh, you know, <clears throat> make sure you listen to the first part of this episode before you go into it, um, you know, before listening to this one. But uh, OK, so Becca, we were we were actually done with the business part of it, um, but we wanted to talk about the financials. Um, so, you know, does does Metafast have um, be it, is, is it able to translate its moat into a high return on capital? All right, so. If I look at return on equity, and again, you know, I want to preface this. Every time we talk about this, we want to use sort of multi-year return on equity. We don't want to use use one-year snapshot because it could it could just spike up or spike down, right? So we want to use multi-year average. And I think this is a case in point. 2019, their return on equity jumped up to 74%. And then before that, 20, 2018, it jumped up to 51%. Before that, it was hovering around 25%. Um, same thing for return on return on capital employed. Um, so last year, 2019, it went up to 80%. The year before that, 64%. 2020, 
The year before that, it was around hovering around 30, 35%. So I would say, you know, this company is growing, right? The reason why these numbers are going up is because the top line and, and the bottom line, they're also growing uh, relative to the equity base and the, the asset base. Um, so it's a, it's a thriving business. So I would say, you know, on average, you're you're looking at a return on equity of, of about, you know, about 30, 35% and growing. So really solid business from that standpoint. Okay. Um, yeah, which is very, very high. I mean, anything above 15% is considered uh, very good. So, um, and this company's equity base basically hasn't changed. They're just, their income has grown and which is a, is a very positive sign, right? That That's where, you know, we ask the question about, does it need reinvestment uh, for it to grow its business? And we're actually seeing the opposite of that, right? The the there's no reinvestment, but the business is growing. So that is clearly a very solid you know sign for us. <clears throat> and uh, okay, so looking at the uh, cash um, and debt level, you know, does that does you know does Metafast have any problems with debt, and does it have enough cash to maintain its business? Yeah, so this is where I get really excited because this company, again, every company that we that come across our desk for the last, I don't know, many, many episodes, have always had this problem with debt, right? I mean, this has been a plague that is just devastating many companies. And it's just make it, they it, that debt level just makes it uninvestable in many cases, right? Yep. In this case, you're seeing a company with zero, zero interest bearing debt. The only thing they have is like lease obligations and stuff like that. But so no debt, which is great. And on top of that, they have they have a so this is as of June 30th, uh, 2020 cash, cash equivalent and investment securities of one hundred and forty five million dollars. So so that's a, that's on their balance sheet. We're talking about a business that's generating about seven hundred million dollars in, in, in top line. And then the bottom line is about about 70 million dollars. Well, and I, I think the important thing is that $70 million is basically all free, right? It's all available to its owners, right? For share buybacks, dividends, you know, there, there's not, none of that money has to actually be invested again to keep the business uh, going. So that that's yeah. a very good, you know, kind of metric. Okay. Um, yeah. Looking at that, uh, no debt, plenty of cash and uh, generates um, solids, you know, free cash flow. Um, okay. So we, we kind of covered the financials very clean, uh, on that, uh, from that aspect. So let's talk a little bit about management and what is, um, you know, management incentive structure, um, you know, and is the company run by somebody we, we can, you know, kind of, you know, is that is properly incentivized to keep, you know, all of these great metrics going. Mm-hmm. So if we look at the, let me see here. I'm looking on my notes to figure out the incentive incentive here. Uh, Where is it? Here we go. Okay. So performance-based awards are based on three criteria. Revenue, operating income, and lastly, number of active earning coaches. So again, revenue, operating income, and third one is number of active earning coaches. And what that is, is people who are, this is what we talked about in the first episode, right? These guys are 
who used to be consumers of their product and now they love this so much they are running their own business selling Medifast as an independent contractor they're not part of the company they're not employed they don't you know they're not getting they're not on the payroll they're just out there leveraging their infrastructure Medifast's infrastructure to set up their own business as coaches lifestyle coaches selling their product uh, clearly, if I look at that, their incentive structure is is aligned for growth, right? Revenue, number of active earning coaches, operating income, right? That's if that is the target, they're growing for growth. Um, so that's how that's how they're incentivized right now. I think what I would love to see is maybe a fourth metric to to make sure that the debt level is is is, is reasonable. Uh, maybe a, a one on uh, capital efficiency, so things like. Uh, return on return on capital employed i think i would love i would have loved to see uh see that mm -hmm. but at this point with such a clean balance sheet i think focusing on growth uh could be the right way to go okay um you know can you tell us a little bit about the uh management's um honesty you know do you see any red flags there Excuse me. Bless you. Uh, I don't see any red flags. Um, one thing that I did notice is that a lot of them, uh, a lot of uh, the executives are, are from, are based in Utah. Okay. And they all went, they all went to Brigham, Brigham Young University. And one thing I know about Brigham Young, there are a lot of Mormons there and Mormons tend to be very, very ethical, at least from my experience. So. <laughs> yeah i mean i i don't disagree with you on that uh yeah hard to measure that but i i would not be uh you know they are ethical so um yeah okay let's look at the uh the valuation then um tell us how you uh what uh, assumptions you're making and what value you want to assign to this business all right let's take a look so we're starting off with initial free cash flow of $75 million. And just for context, their top line for the last three years have grown at 37% compounding annual growth rate. For the last 10 years, they've grown at 15%. That's just top line. When you look at EPS, which is even more crazy, EPS for the last three years, they've grown at 63%. 63% after the last three years. For the last 10 years, they've grown at 23%. So, I mean, wow, 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 West. I mean, they're just growing like crazy. Um, and same thing for free cash flow. They've been growing uh, last three years, about 47%. Last 10 years, about 18%. So, again, in this exercise, we don't want to be conservative. We don't want to be too, you know, too liberal with our estimation here. So, excuse me, starting with initial free cash flow of $75 million. Uh, I assess that the growth rate for the first three years is going to be about 20%. And then this is, again, kind of a, you know, a conservative estimate. And then four to six years, another 20%. And then seven to 10 years at 10%. Again, we use discount of 10% all throughout the 10 years. And if you do that, intrinsic value comes down to about 100 bucks. Right now, it's trading at $177. And again, you know, I, I, I would say that growth rate here that I'm putting in here is pretty conservative because if you look at the most recent quarter, they blew 
they blew the quarter out of the water. I mean, their performance, the COVID quarters, right? Their revenue went up 17%. Their net income grew, uh, it grew at about 3%. And their active, um, active coaches grew at 20%. So they're growing despite COVID. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's probably a lot of people who are focusing on, you know, their health and stuff like that right now. So I, I think it's probably a reasonable thing with people having more time and more, you know, stuck at home that some businesses will thrive. Like we've seen streaming services and, you know, things that focus on, you know, tech have kind of thrived during COVID. So this is not, not one I would expect, but it's not surprising, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it, it sounds like um, it's a good business to keep on the list. Um, and if we had been savvy uh, earlier in the year, you could have probably gotten this one at a discount. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's just take a look at the stock price for a second. Uh, yeah, back when you know when things were really gloom uh, in March, it went down to fifty three percent, fifty three dollars. Um, and that's like right at right on intrinsic value. I would have loved to pick that up at fifty three dollars. I mean, I think this is, I think this is a, a really a fantastic business, clean balance sheet, run by really you know good guys from what I can see. Um, high returns on capital. This one is a keeper in my opinion. Yep. Okay. So. Well. Um... I think the only problem that I have, I think we would have right now is that, um, you know, you can't really, you know, you, you got to keep this list and you got to keep checking on it every so often because that's really the only way to, um, uh, you know, keep an up-to-date list and then you have to measure which ones are cheap, which ones are the ones that you would want to hold on when they go on sale. Um, and so, you know, unlike Darden, this has a growth component to it that we would want to be mindful of right because uh, they can basically grow without any investment so um you know it's a it's a very very um it's the kind of business that you would dream of right this is the one that you want is something that doesn't need to reinvest to keep growing so um yeah and so i mean i think that adds another complexity to the valuation here in that this is sort of a this could be sort of a charlie munger play in that you could pay a little bit of premium right to buy a good, a great business that is growing, right? Yep. You, you could you could play it that way. Um, I think for my taste, maybe a little too high. Again, the intrinsic value is hundred bucks. Maybe the estimation, the the assumptions that I put in the calculator is a little bit too aggressive. I, I would have loved it to perhaps picked it up at you know maybe like closer to hundred. I think I would have been comfortable at intrinsic value. Yeah. Um, but again, I think this one is a keeper. Uh, something to keep my eyes on. Yeah, and I, I mean, when I bought it, this was in 2011, I think I bought it and sold it in like 2016. Revenue was kind of flat. Earnings had not really budged much. And I, I was hoping for this big bump, you know, looking at their profitability and other things um, that didn't come, you know, until 2017, 2018. So, you know, I missed that boat. You know, I sold it at around $30 a share 30, 32, something like that. So I got a double out of it, which was nice. Um, but, um, you know, for a business and I, and I saw all of the aspects that you we've mentioned here, right? This was a company that had a very high, uh, profitable 
you know, uh, uh, business didn't require a lot of investment. Um, but, but part of their problem was that the, the growth was just not what I thought it could be. Right. And after four years of waiting, I was kind of frustrated with, with it because I, I just wasn't happy with how they were doing things. And in, uh, you know, 2017, they, the, the things that they had talked about for four years finally started to coming, you know, a reality. And so I missed out, you know, I, I don't have anything other to say other than I missed out on them. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I would perhaps venture to guess that it really started to pick up with a lot of the social media influencer who are sort of out there pushing the product. Yeah. Right. I mean, that sort of coincides with the timeline there with 16, 17, 18, sort of just jumped yeah, a lot of Instagram, you know, influencers selling this product, becoming coaches, and having their own set of businesses. Right. Um, so, I think this trend will only continue. We got like social influencers that are pushing products. This direct sales methodology, yep. I think, is a very powerful one because it doesn't require a lot of investment from a company standpoint. Right. Okay. So. Well. Um... If you have any questions about MetaFast or have any comments, you can message us on our Slack channel. Um, you can also message us at uh, um, info at valueinvestor.org. Um, that is a great place for you to get a hold of us, ask us any questions, um, do anything else um, you know that we have uh, going on, um, and you know find out more about what we're doing. Um, I just want to give everyone an update for those of you who use the the website to, um, you know, we have our valueinvestor.org and, um, you know, that is a database of stocks. Uh, Becco and I refer to it a lot during the podcast. It is free uh, to use. Um, you know, we would love to hear your feedback on that, uh, on the website. Um, you know, please check it out. Uh, send us an email if you have any questions or features that you want us to add uh, Becco and I are constantly updating it. Um, we had some issues in the last few weeks uh, with the site was not updating. Um, there was a bug that uh, caused it to not pull in the data from our data feed, uh, but that's been fixed and we're making some updates there. So um, please use it. Uh, please tell your friends about it. We're trying to get um, you know that service up and running. Um, it is fast and is it is designed for quick you know rundown of companies and you can get um, almost 30 years of history uh, for every business that's on there. So, uh, if the business existed there, so, uh, please take a look at it. Um, and we'd love to hear from you about it. Awesome. Well, thanks everyone for listening. I hope you enjoy this podcast on Medifast. Um, I certainly did. It was an exciting company. Yep. Uh, if you guys, uh, you know, reach out to us and thanks again for listening. I'll Thank talk you. to you guys in the next episode. All right. We'll see y'all later.